AI these days is something that you can use effectively within your business to really help improve your day by reducing the time it takes to do something. Even getting to the point where you can just pick up your phone and say, Sally, can you write me an article on this? It then goes off, writes the article for you. By the time you get back to the office, it's all done. You can then sit down and edit it and have it ready to publish. Welcome to Upon Arrival, a show that uncovers stories and strategies that make up all the moving parts of business events tourism with me, Adelaine Ng. You might remember the Jetsons, if you're as old as I am. It was a futuristic cartoon where people lived in the future with robots as assistants and it was normal to drive mini spacecrafts. To drop Junior off at school, you simply pushed a button in your space car to release the little guy in a capsule that would automatically fly itself and land safely in the right classroom. It was the opposite of everything the Flintstones stood for, and I enjoyed both equally. Fast forward to today, and we might not all be moving around in spacecrafts just yet, but robots have definitely become part of our society. Up till recently, I thought of robots as amusing assistants, you know, the android that greeted you at that hotel in Japan, or the one that brought you food at a restaurant in Kuala Lumpur. But when I learned that a field of robotics known as AI, or artificial intelligence, could help me work faster and at an affordable cost, I took serious notice. My guest today is CEO and co-founder of SimpleMarketing.ai and CEO of Sensory7, Suzette Bailey. Suzette is a bioscience graduate who built a successful multi-million dollar Australian IT company only to find herself struggling when she tried to start a small business herself. But you'll hear more about that in a short while. Suzette, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. I'm so tempted to introduce you as the CEO who never sleeps. I mean, you're replying to emails on Sunday, doing an interview on a public holiday, and you do the crazy hours connecting with potential business partners in America and Europe. I'm just wondering, are you one of those people who just sleeps three to four hours a night? <laughs> Feels like that sometimes. I have this bit of a an issue with my brain at the moment because it decides that, yes, you need to wake up at three or four in the morning because you need to go and do things because there's not enough hours in the day. I have actually caught up with a bit of sleep over the weekend. So I think part of it is making sure that I, I'm on when I need to be and I take the time out and rest when my body is telling me. So I'm not being stupid about it. <laughs> That's really good to hear. But as we know, we're here to talk about AI and AI never sleeps. <laughs> that is very true. But AI, artificial intelligence for so many people still sounds like something from outer space or a James Cameron movie. You've known about this world for a while and you now champion it. So how do you define and explain AI? Look, AI for me, and you're absolutely right, I hear it all the time, AI um, scares me, AI terrifies me. AI is just a tool. Like anything else, it's a tool that can be used well and it can be used badly, it can be used ethically and it can be used not so ethically. And how I sort of equate it to people, it's like one of my favourite pictures is this person peering over a, a, uh, over a wall, standing on about 20 different ladders. And that's the thing that I sort of use as the idea with, with AI is you know, he's trying to get over the wall and he's trying to get over it. But instead of turning the ladder and being able to just 
scramble over using the ladder appropriately, he's standing on a whole stack of them trying to get over. And I think a lot of people think about AI the same way, is that they think it's this big scary thing, but the really is you have the control. You use it the way you want to use it. Movies and things like, and don't get me wrong, I'm a very big fan of James Cameron's work. I love um, sci-fi like the best of them. But at the same time, it is fiction. AI these days is something that you can use effectively within your business to really help improve your day by reducing the time it takes to do something. It's not about replacing people, although some jobs and some functions will be replaced, but it's about actually making people more effective and fast at doing what they need to do and getting on to being able to have more time with the things that actually matter and the things that actually need humans for us. Because humans are most definitely important and critical in the mix. What's the usual response you get whenever you talk about what AI can do for you? I mean, are people pretty receptive? Look, the first, probably the first reaction is, oh my God, isn't that, you know, it's scary and like that fear factor. But part of what I'm doing is actually, I cut through that by actually getting them to understand and aligning it with the way they work. So if I can understand, if usually what I'll do is I'll ask them what they do and then I'll say, you know, suggest a way AI can help them. And then once they start to sort of think of it from that perspective, it doesn't seem so scary anymore. I can't argue with that strategy. It's an excellent tactic. <laughs> you know, I suspect many people are using AI without even realizing it. So if you can give us some examples of where it already exists in daily life help us with that look most people don't even think about the fact that we have iphones or google alexa and siri well they're both forms of ai a lot of the times when we ring up and actually interact with an organization over a phone a lot of time that's actually using ai technology it's blended in almost seamlessly in a lot of cases and not so seamlessly in others. Another big one where if you're, anyone's on Facebook, you're using AI because Facebook is a very big user of AI and their technology and their algorithms. You and I met on Clubhouse. Well, Clubhouse has an AI that actually helps to serve up rooms and content that's actually useful for you. Another really great one that I'm sure that a lot of people use is things like Spotify and Netflix. Both of those are very big users of AI technology in the back end. Wow, I didn't even know it went to that extent. But I think to get into your AI story, we kind of have to go through your entrepreneurship story. But where it happens is, is kind of interesting. Most people's stories are about how they went from small to big, but it was going big to small when you found your opportunity. So tell us a bit about that. So my background with working with the Australian Federal Government is I've always been working really big systems. So enterprise systems, how a lot of people, how information's used across systems. So for me, that's sort of where I've been for a long time. And so it was all about productivity. And in essence, it was about making things faster and easier. I used to say that I was essentially the lazy entrepreneur because if I could make a system faster and easier, I did it. it made me very effective in regards to the consulting side. But well, I really, my passion was to actually work with entrepreneurs and small businesses and particularly being able to impact their lives because I knew what I did for my own business was able to be something that they could implement. I mean, it's something it's not well known that I actually had a six-figure tax debt after being sick for a year and I actually got rid of that in three years and actually made the company profitable again 
all through systems. And so I knew that I could bring that kind of thinking to small businesses. Well, the reality is though, I failed. I completely bombed because I was extremely bad at marketing myself. So I fundamentally understood this problem that small business and entrepreneurs have of expecting a small business owner who is a genius at what they do, expecting them to be able to understand and market themselves online, which is in itself its own industry. People spend years learning this. So that sort of then showed me that, you know, that was a really big issue. And when we actually came across the AI that's actually underpinning our platform, GPT-3, last year, I saw there was a really unique opportunity to couple AI technology to be able to help these small business owners. So, yeah, so I went from big to small. <laughs> Not usually done. <laughs> but what an amazing result for the rest of us because you now have this product called Simple Marketing AI. If you can tell us how it works and how it actually helps content creators. Yeah, look, the way it helps is pretty much taking the headache out of creating content. Even if somebody who knows how to write and, and is good at it can usually still take one to two hours to write their first draft. And so coming back to that thing that I was saying about AI being really great productivity tool, what our platform does is it makes that getting to that first draft process really fast. Instead of taking you one or two hours, or in some cases I've heard several days, it takes you 30 seconds to a minute. And so now you have two or three first drafts that you can then build on, craft, edit, and then post to Facebook or LinkedIn or a blog. And in some cases, look, the draft is almost ready to go out with a few edits. And sometimes you probably need a little, do a little bit more work, but it's all about getting to that first draft really quickly. So tell us a little bit about how it works exactly because I've just learned from a previous interview on this podcast that it, you have about three seconds to capture the attention of uh, people who are scrolling social media. So if you had an event that you wanted to publicize, for example, maybe a product or something or other, it has to be in the first line, something that immediately grabs people's attention and they say they want to know more. Uh, how would you go about using AI to make sure you get the best possible result? Look, well, this is actually about building on something that you should be doing already. So this is something that you know, as a business owner, we should be marketing ourselves quite regularly because you say you only have a short time and you need to constantly be front of mind. So the AI will write you some engaging headlines Sometimes, sometimes not as engaging, the same as a human. I actually say, you know, we have a bad day, they ha it has a bad minute. So sometimes you may need to re-get it to regenerate to get what you're looking for. But the other thing you can also do is just update it yourself. So it's finding something that will be relevant to your audience. So it's understanding what your audience is interested in and then aligning with that. So some of our content then will be writing an article or you might have an, what's called an inspiration. And that inspiration may be equivalent of an inspirational quote, but we can't say it's an inspiration because the AI has actually generated it as opposed to it being uh, reworked. So yeah, finding something that understanding your customers and, and keeping the metrics is really important, sort of what content actually does well, and then getting the AI to generate more content in that particular area is a really great way to do that. You know, it's so interesting. Some of the stuff that I've seen AI produce in copy is pretty impressive. I mean, people can't really tell the difference that it was actually written by a robot. 
And there's a number of, uh, I was actually quite surprised to learn this, but there's actually a number of companies now online who are sort of providing this service where you can just input a couple of words and it spits out three different versions of copy for you. How is Simple Marketing AI different? I mean, what are you hoping to achieve with it that makes you stand out in the market that is different from what the rest are offering? So the difference between us and our competitors is, for one thing, we're not focusing so much on copy. Sales copy is in itself an art form and copywriters are still very, very important through this process. And you generally have to tell a story in copy and there's a particular structure you need to follow. And absolutely AI can do it, but I think it's definitely harder than marketing content in that respect. But the thing with it is also is copy is usually only used occasionally. You're only putting up usually a sales letter once in a while, but you're having to market yourself constantly all the time. So we focus on being able to help you generate that content that you use to market and be front of mind each and every day. So on your social media channels, through being able to get in front of people so that when they're ready to buy, you've been front of mind. Now, the other big point of difference for us is that we spent a lot of time actually building the platform to be used by non-marketers and non-techies. And in fact, we even have artists using the platform and are loving it because it's so easy to use and they don't need to think about marketing terms such as copy. We've done some testing and a lot of business owners don't even know that copy actually means content. <laughs> so even that in itself is something that we so in even our name we've tried to make it you know simple marketing it's all about making marketing simple this is a really interesting conversation because in my world i am a writer the rise of content writing ai is leading to debate about whether this helps or hurts journalism and copywriters but it sounds like what you're saying is that there's always a need, a unique place for people who are human, <laughs> who write copy. Absolutely. And I totally value you as a journalist and someone who has that background in corporate, you spent years learning and crafting that skill. So for me, I think there's very much a, a synergy that what we're doing is making even people like yourself's lives easier for that first draft to get something so that you can build on it. Even what sometimes people have said is it even just gives sparks ideas that they wouldn't have even considered actually writing about. And it's brought up I you know sort of concepts that they can then build on so writers absolutely critical look for very small businesses they're probably going to use the AI but really they're not a copywriter's market the ones that are the bigger organizations I mean for instance we're about to do a launch soon and we've engaged a very you know a top copywriter to help us with all of our content for the launch because and he's using the actual AI in conjunction with his own skills to build on it because it's making things faster for him but also, we're getting the added benefit of all of his experience. I guess the most common place where we would be using AI to produce the kind of content that we've been talking about is in social media. But what other use case examples can you see? I mean, apart from social media, there's the blogs, there's the email marketing, which is sometimes quite long form content. There's podcast show notes, and these are just a few that I can think of. What can and can't AI do here? Well, look, the underlying AI that we've been talking about, GPT-3, I sort of liken it to an in car engine. It's like it's our content engine. And like a car, it can be, there can be range of different kinds of cars around it that you can put it. So 
You can absolutely do, if there's a structure to the written word that you are talking about, this AI can actually reproduce it. So something as an example, in Clubhouse, as a bit of a fun way of showing this, we actually had a show called AI's Got Talent. And so what we would do is actually get people in the audience to provide a few keywords and a title, a suggested song, or sorry, the song that we would use as the base, and then what we would do is actually get the AI to generate a completely new song in the style of that song using the keywords and the headline that the person or people gave us. We would post it on a site or live and actually have people sing it back into the room at the same time. So this was all a bit of fun, but what it did highlight is we could actually get it to generate songs and things that people wouldn't necessarily consider as sort of content it could create. We've been able to create video scripts from it, brief notes. I mean, ultimately, if there's a structure to a particular written form content, we can reproduce it with the AI to an extent. It absolutely still requires the human to finalize it afterwards. So can I clarify, the AI doesn't actually sing, it's it just writing the lyrics, is that correct? <laughs> in our particular case, no, we actually had a human also in the room singing it for <laughs> us. So there are some AIs that you can feed the content in and the same as that can read content, it can sing it. So it is coming, but it still, it doesn't have this sort of the emotional aspect that you would get from a human. <laughs> that is amazing. So for those of us who are in the business tourism industry, people who organize conferences, events, travel experiences, I'm just wondering if we think broader about AI's application, can you tell us, I mean, what else is going on with AI and how can it help make our lives better? Well, I can give you one specifically in our particular AI, how you could use in the events and tourism. One of the things that we did through when we actually created a content marketing summit in Clubhouse, this is where I come back to, we were, you know, sort of the lazy entrepreneur. It got a little bit annoying after a time to write all the room descriptions. So we actually got our AI to write all the, the descriptions for each of the rooms. And so you could do the same thing for events. For other things in regards to broader, we talked before we got on to the podcast about a video AI that's also an Australian AI startup called Vidnami. So what they do is actually they can create videos. So one of the things that you could do is you could use our AI to create a article about the region or the particular tourism spot that you are featuring. You could then edit it. Obviously, as I said, humans are important then put that into the actual Vidnami software and then have it based using footage that you could have shot of the area as well as also other B-roll footage to actually create you a summary promotional video for that particular article that you've written. So now there's also about coming back to your three seconds that you're talking. Now the video will grab people's attention more strongly than the written content. So you now have a video with captioned by the AI that's about the article that you also had written by the AI. And you can now publish that in your travel magazine or whatever particular platform for the article and use the video on your social media to drive traffic to that article, for example. That's interesting. So if we, I guess, took it into another use case scenario, can AI help enrich a travel experience? Like if you have an actual trip that you've packed your suitcase for, can AI play a role in enhancing that whole experience? Absolutely. I'm not familiar 
one that would do this, but the technology exists to be able to do this, which is that you could have an AI service that actually suggested where to go in a location and actually give you essentially uh, travel notes on particular points of interest and, and, and surface the same way as AI is used to surface a movie or a video or something on Netflix. It could be used to, based on your particular interests, you could say, oh, well, I'm going to this particular location. What should I go and look at? And it could potentially suggest points of interest in that location based on your interests and also interests of people who have a similar sort of uh, profile as you. Now, I have to ask you about authentic messaging because that's all the rage in content marketing these days. I mean, I've seen how AI can benefit companies that have a pretty straightforward product or service, but can it help with authentic messaging and personal storytelling? I think there's still a bit of a gap, but I'm just wondering if that gap is closing in any way, just in terms of what you've been able to observe of what's happening in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. It can. Again, as I mentioned, it's all about getting to the first draft. So the authenticity comes from you ultimately making sure that the content that's generated is appropriate to what you're doing. But part of things with our technology, I sort of see it as three layers. We all use us and our competitors the same underlying technology, which is GPT-3, the AI layer or our content engine. The second layer is what we, as our secret source, what we put in and provided information about the things. Now that third layer though is the area where the more you craft the messaging of the key phrase that you put in to actually generate the content, the better you're going to get something more aligned to what you want. For example, I did a demo recently with a pool. He he installs pools, but he'd been a Disney character for a number of years. So he used to be one of those people that dressed up as characters and walked around Disneyland and Disney World. So what he wanted to do is he wanted to actually talk about the magical experience of pool owning, the same as it like the magical experience of a Disney. So we actually crafted a key phrase to put in as the prompt for the AI to actually generate a content. And it wrote an article for him and it had to be edited. It wasn't perfect when it first started, but it definitely started with a whole area. Um, the article is all about how, you know, Disney is magical and you need to actually, you know, it's all about experiences and things. And then it transitioned into, and you could bring that kind of experience home with you by installing a pool. And wouldn't it be lovely to actually come home to and create your own magical experience at home every day by having and installing your own pool? So he could then build on that and he was going to be using it for a magazine article. So it was very much aligned to what he wanted to do and his own personal experience, but it gave him that first draft of what he could then use. That is um, pretty innovative. I think I would never have (laughs) drawn a parallel between owning a pool and Disneyland, (laughs) that's for sure. Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean, it's if you he did because of his Disney character, but if that's something that's personal to you, it's absolutely something that you may do need to do a few bit of tweaking of the words to um, to get the kind of result. But we and it took us about two or three goes to do it. But yeah, we absolutely got it to write this article about it for him, and it was very much something that he, was personal to him. Now, can AI learn to write in your voice? Because we all have different styles in the manner in which we speak. And after a while, people kind of get to know that style and it it sort of forms part of your personal branding. So I'm just wondering how, if AI can actually learn to write in your voice. 
Absolutely, on two levels. Out of the box, you know, in inverted commas, the AI that's actually used, depending on what examples we feed it. So if we give it examples of your content or copy, it can actually replicate that based on a particular. So the other thing is also what's called fine tuning. So over time, fine tuning is essentially the AI equivalent of learning. So you can fine tune it on a particular person's voice and it will learn over time. But realistically, this particular AI is so powerful that in most cases, unless you have a very distinct, not distinct style, but there's a particular thing where you really want it to really learn how to replicate your particular style in all cases, not just in a particular style of content, then uh, you can just do it by giving it examples of your content. You know, I've seen one example of how somebody has put in some content for an AI to spit out. And in terms of tone of voice, they put in Joe Rogan's voice. And what it came out with was pretty spectacular. It had everyone in the chat group just laughing away going, oh, that's Joe for sure. And knowing that he didn't actually write it, but it sounded so much like him. I thought that was pretty impressive. But again, that's for people who are famous. And there's so much content on Google that the AI has a lot of data to work off. But just for those of us who are smaller brands, I just wondered where that application was. But as you were saying, it's completely there for you. Yeah. Look, we're actually addressing that through our shared platform. We do offer that through the emails. There is actually an area where you can go in and put your own email types in and it can then write the emails in the same style if you have a distinct style, of course. The other thing we also can do is actually set up separate instances for a business or an individual if they actually want it to write in their voice within the content type. So if you had a particular style with your LinkedIn articles, for instance, we could set up an instance for you specifically that we gave it your previous examples of your LinkedIn articles and it would then replicate that as you say instead of using you know what's available on the internet. I'd say this is both scary and wonderful at the same time. <laughs> it yes. gives me a little gives me some goosebumps. Where else is AI taking over the world apart from um, content marketing? I mean I'm hearing about robots now that are in the religious space as well. I mean as I was just reading ahead of this interview I found that there's a Buddhist robot priest in Japan that's now preaching the sermon. So I'm like, what's next? What have you seen? Look, some funny ones. You could go and look up the GPT-3 pickup line one. That's a bit of a fun one to, to sort of have an AI actually write pickup lines for you. Uh, <laughs> so. But look, there's a whole range of different things that these kind of AIs can be used for. I mean, these days we go in and we talk about smart homes and it's even not even just one individual AI. A lot of times it's going to be the partnership of AIs being used together. So you talked about a Buddhist priest. Well, that's probably, and that's going to be a, a robot using an AI possibly like GPT-3. It may even be GPT-3. I don't know of that one particularly. It's about six foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another one that's similar, though. There's some people who are creating non-playable characters or NPCs in games. For the most part, really don't actually interact with you. They, they have a few dialogues and that's it because uh, it, it's very expensive for people to use voice actors to get a lot of dialogue out of an NPC. There are people playing around in the games industry and it's still not actually there yet. Using GPT-3 to actually have non-playable characters interact with you dynamically within a game. So instead of having uh, a canned or preset 
dialogue. You can go up to any character in a game and have a dialogue with that particular character using this kind of technology. So ultimately with all this, it's limited by our own imagination only. That's really like the Spielberg movie, AI sort of coming to life in some of its parts. So I did overhear a conversation. I mean, I was I wasn't eavesdropping. I was in a clubhouse room. And there was someone, I think, who worked for Google HQ. Don't quote me on this, but I think she was at HQ, definitely worked for Google. And she observed that AI is getting smarter all the time. It used to be only able to do what you told it to do, how you programmed it. But the tech is so advanced now, it's actually able to learn. And at the rate it's going, it's going to get smarter than human. Is that your view too? Well, look, yeah, and that's already been shown. If you actually go and read the GPT-3 paper, they did some testing where GPT-3 actually does better than the average American college student applicant on the SAT. (laughs) So there is already a perspective that in some areas, but this is the quote and this is the writer with this, it will be in some areas. So it's not necessarily in all areas. We are great at that sort of the emotional connection side of it and understanding feelings. AI is very good at replicating and learning. This kind of technology or natural process language AIs and reinforcement AIs learn pretty much the same way as we do. So reinforcement learnings do uh, learning AIs learn through trial and error. So they'll try something it fails. They're just really, really good at doing the trial, like the doing and repeating very quickly. Same thing with like natural process languaging. It learns from being fed a huge amount of language and information the same way as we do as babies. So yeah, absolutely. In some areas, AI is going to get in inverted commas smarter than us, but realistically, it's not smarter. It's still... Even GPT-3 is a big probability engine. It puts together concepts that have been a high probability in other cases, i.e. things like I did an article once in a demo where we, we talked about corporate culture and innovation. And it wrote an article about diversity because it knows there's a high probability if you're talking about corporate culture and innovation, diversity is a topic that is related to that. At the same time, it can't tell that something like, for instance, something that's maybe completely random, like for instance, we had one person who did some testing for us where their particular market was psychiatrists that ride motorcyclists. As you can imagine, there's not a lot of those. So it was very (laughs) difficult for it to actually write content for that particular audience. So it's about understanding the use cases you mentioned before and understanding how you want to use AI and using it ethically where it's appropriate, but not using it where it's inappropriate or where humans can do a better job. I'm so excited by the possibilities of what AI can do for us. But at the same time, I think that huge ethics question is going to be even more and more relevant. I was quite shocked when I saw, and this was a couple of years ago, where there's an actually an app that had Donald Trump, and this was before he became president. And it showed four Donald Trumps. Only one of them was the real Donald Trump, and nobody could tell the difference. It had a grab of him speaking, and they had another one of Hillary Clinton as well. And same deal, only one of them was real. But it's just amazing what AI's capabilities are. And you're right, that whole ethics question is going to be a key anchor for us moving forward. But I am excited about the possibilities. 
What will Simple Marketing AI 2.0 look like? I know it's constantly in development, but where do you want to take this? For us, we're already working on things like having suggesting images for you, which you can then choose to use. Again, all around that productivity. Collaborating with businesses. We're really hoping to collaborate with businesses like Vidnami and other AI technologies to create an ecosystem of things for people. Even getting to the point where we're bringing this concept, this content assistant type model, and you can just pick up your phone and say, oh, Sally, can you write me an article on this? And it's actually the same as sort of like your VA. then goes off right to the article for you by the time you get back to the office it's all done probably a lot earlier than that but at least from your perspective it's when you get back to the office you can then sit down and edit it and have it ready to publish and out through that so for us it's all about making the systems and the whole process really easy and streamlining it for you as much as possible so anything that aligns with that is where we're looking at Do you actually have a secret pet name for your AI? I know some people have been giving theirs human names well, interestingly enough, we don't have a single name. One of our the things to, that's coming in a later release is this concept of the content assistant, and you'll choose your content assistant based on the persona that you're interested. So there'll be a number of different names, like Bob, the corporate CEO who's had years of experience versus Sally, who might be the small business entrepreneur, mumpreneur who's working from home, that type of thing. So in essence, we're going to probably have lots of names because we're all about humanizing AI, but still still making it very clear it is AI. I love that idea. What are your favorite digital tools apart from simple marketing? And I know Vietnam is your clear favorite as well. Look, I'm a very big favorite of transcription services like otter.ai and fireflies.ai. We use um, otter uh, for when taking meeting notes and things like that. So we've got a record. When I'm actually doing a Zoom call, I actually have Fireflies AI do our transcription. I love playing around with other different kinds of AI to see what we can use and what will actually work best in our business. And some works better and some not so much. (laughs) Suzette, how can people connect with you if they wanted to reach out to you? Look, you absolutely can always go to the website, www.simplemarketing.ai, but I'm also uh, quite easy to find. I'm actually on LinkedIn as Suzette Bailey, so linkedin.com.au slash Suzette Bailey. I'm Facebook, so Suzette Bailey. I'm usually hanging out in uh, Clubhouse as well, run the content marketing club. So I know you're there all the time, aren't you? You live there. I do. Um, look, I'm, I'm a big advocate for Clubhouse when used strategically because it actually is a great way to connect and also to get through the know, like and trust to working with other businesses. And I'm all about collaboration and Clubhouse is all about collaboration and uh, partnering. So it's a lovely mix for me. And, it's, and you're opening this whole world of AI to a whole new audience every time you open a new room. Very much so, yeah. Trying to demystify and make it not as scary, but also just make it really easy for people to use because my background is systems and things. And if I can you know, share that and actually make someone else's life easier, then I will. Suzette, any final words? Look, I'm, anyone who's interested in geeking out on AI, feel free to reach out to me. But yeah, look, I think AI is the future. We can stick our head in the sand and think it's not going to come, but it is. We already find it's part of our lives, even if we don't want it to be. And I think part of it is about embracing it and finding out how it can be used well and how it can be used ethically, as opposed to sort of trying to deny it. Because I think ultimately that's when people can use it unethically without you knowing it.
I think you make an excellent point. I think the more you stick your head in the sand, the more it's like, you know, adapting to computers. If you choose not to, you're going to be one of the first ones out of the workforce. And hey, it's something that makes your work life easier and better. So why not? Exactly. And it's affordable. Yep, that's it. And ultimately, if you don't get your sort of head around how it can be used, such as like the Donald Trump example, for instance, unfortunately, you can be duped by people who are using the technology nefariously or not particularly uh, ethically. So by understanding that kind of technology is out there and is possible, will help you to make sure that not in all cases, but at least help to uh, make sure that you're not going to be taken in by it as easily. Couldn't agree with you more. Suzette, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Um, Really enjoyed the conversation and I'll be watching with interest. And of course, there's also a free plan on simplemarketing.ai. So go check it out. It's quite fun, I'll have to admit. (laughs) It is fun. I do enjoy my job and being able to play with AI. I think we can all tell. (laughs) Suzette, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the conversation, it would mean a lot if you'd spare a moment to subscribe, rate and review the show. And let me know if you have any questions so I can look for the right guests to address them next time. Join me again next week and we'll uncover more stories and strategies for a successful future.